Let's give away some money. All right. Let's see who's in the money pool. Who is in the money pool? Can we count this as a tax deduction? Yes, we can. We can. We count it now as a gin deduction. <laughs> because it comes out of my share. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give away some cold, hard, veiny cash. <laughs> and you know what this <clears throat> saying about bills, the older they get, the more wrinkly they get, too. About what? Bills. Bills? Like dollar bills. Bills, balls, you know. All right, we got 11 entries, nine users. If you guys aren't, if you guys aren't doing this, I don't know. You must not like money. Okay, you can buy a lot of bags of ice with $25. Can you buy ice on Amazon? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. think so. Uh, <laughs> you could check because they, isn't there a food shopping section? That's true. I mean, if there's a Whole Foods near you, maybe it's possible. Well, there isn't, okay? <laughs> they don't have Whole, Fo Whole Foods in my town. Oh, there you go. We should be getting some duplicate entries, or we should be getting some duplicate, duplicate, we should be getting some duplicate, 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 duplicate. Fuck. I don't know, mate. Just just start that over. We should be getting some duplicate Duplicate? Yeah. Yeah. We should be getting some duplicate winners uh, soon. I, I thought we would already have them, but we got some new people in this pool. Choose winners now. Oh, Sami Song. Hey. Hey. Congratulations. Our good friend from one of the Koreas. I can't remember which one. Wow. <laughs> the one that's able to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I used to be a big fan of Oon, but lately I feel like he's not a good person. <laughs> Just lately. Uh, Interesting. All right. So we're waiting for you guys to get on live chat. This is an unusual time for us. I know we didn't pre-announce this time, so. But I got a crazy episode for you guys tonight. Cannot wait for this one. We almost kind of got a hint today. I know. Are we starting with the one where you give us a hint? I didn't give you a hint. I just said I want to drink wine. And well, it was had to be you French said wine. French wine and baguettes. No, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. All I'm gonna say is if you got to we're gonna go through this. So if you gotta pee, you need to go wee wee now. Ah uh, uh, no. Alright. Alright, well we are drinking some Pinot Noir, Pinot. some Louis Jadot, <clears throat> and um, yeah, some French wine. I had initially bought this to go with some beef bourguignon that I was making a, while, a couple weeks ago. How did that turn out? Fabulous. It was a very delicious dish. It's the new thing to make, like, if there's ever any guests. I'm a guest. So, well, hmm. <laughs> there you go. So don't wear so out I your welcome. Be, so I should be making it every Sunday, apparently. Uh, it's a labor-intensive meal. Uh, but it comes out so good every time. Do you have to use two hands to make it, or do you have to get bit by a dog and then make it? That would count. I wasn't trying to be mean on that one. Okay. That was mean. <laughs> Nicole got bit by a dog. 
Yeah. Our dogs <laughs> she was, accidentally. She was taking on Hubble's role as hall monitor and got in That's between right. a fight. That's and right. I was trying to rescue poor Stella, but Stella didn't need rescuing. Stella's the one that caused it. Welcome to Talk Murder Me. My name is John. Sitting here with Jen and Nicole tonight. We got a lovely, lovely story for you lovely, lovely people. And we have a lovely, lovely surprise shot for Lauren in Sweden. 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 This is a specific request from Lauren Michael. Isn't that where um isn't that where that Netflix show The Rain? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I thought you were talking about Eurovision. No, there's a show called Rain. It's dubbed from... Swedish? It's dubbed from Swedish, but it's a good show. It is a great show. I mean, anything Netflix is great. Why do they call Swedish fish the candy Swedish fish? Like, why can't they be Norwegian fish? Or, yeah. I don't know. Like, is there something specific about them? Maybe it's the... um, They they find it fun, the sh and the sh. Swedish fish. Like, maybe it's just a... The market employee. Fish, fish, dish, wish, yeah, wish. wish fish, or sweet, oh, sweet, oh, sweet-ish fish, because they're not, like, super sweet. That's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. Swedish fish. My gosh, did we just uncover something? Bum, bum, bum. All right. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are, because they're a surprise. Lauren says, be careful, because these sneak up on you. Uh, well, it's a good thing we're only doing one. Cheers. I don't like the way this What looks. is What is this? It's cloudy. cloudy. Why is it cloudy? It, is there something in there that could potentially choke me? No. Because I remember that one liquid. time, y'all had put a piece of candy, a hard candy in it. No. What are you talking that about? That was like, yeah. Okay. I we'll, don't recall All right. That. Cheers. Cheers. What the fuck was that? It tasted like apple juice. That's what y'all drink over in Swedland? Uh-uh. I forget what the specific name is, and I, I would look it up oh, if I had my laptop, but it is broken. That is terrible. That is apple juice, oh, apple cider, no. and Everclear. Well, we finally did find some Everclear. <sighs> that is terrible, man. If you, oh, I'd rather maybe, drink, I went, maybe I went too heavy on the Everclear. I'd rather drink Everclear straight than that. That wasn't apple cider vinegar, was it? Oh. No, it was the apple Ugh. cider in the fridge. I actually <sighs> didn't think it was that bad. No, it wasn't terrible. <sighs> I mean, it was half half cider and half juice in half ever. Like, it's not mm. even like it was mostly like ever a third, clear. A third of each? Mm. Or a quarter apple cider, a quarter It was about a, juice. a quarter of juices and then and half cider. apple cider. Yeah, and half, half ever clear. Ever clear. So it was really only a half a shot of alcohol. I can definitely tell that will sneak up on you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the request. And now that we have Everclear, I can get to a couple of other requests um, that I finally found some. I know Lauren had a request. I think Brittany had a request that contained Everclear. Um, I believe there was a third that also had Everclear They just wanted us to get shit-faced. But you yeah. don't have to ask us to get shit-faced. You just... I mean, we'll that just, just do happens. it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing required. Mm. So we're still rolling on with the raffles, guys. All you gotta do is leave a comment on the blog and put your email address in there that is linked to your Amazon. And if you win, 
we give away $25 each week. Maybe soon we'll up that. If we get more people to enter, all you got to do is leave a comment, put your email address in there, and it's automatically raffled. Your email address, stuff like that, isn't stored. I don't do any of that bullshit. It's all deleted, and that's it. So, And it seems so far that people are loving that. I mean, I think it's pretty fun. Yeah. I wish we could qualify. Jen, yesterday was National Bird Day, so I was going to give you this. Cock. <laughs> Splasm. <laughs> Dupliclet. Oh, God. I just like, I want to know where you came from, Gilbert, South Carolina. <laughs> Tonight, we have a story. The guy's name is Dr. Satan. Ooh. Dr. Satan. Like, that's his actual name or that's his nickname? Yeah, that's his actual name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First name Bob, last name Satan. I believe it's pronounced Satan. <laughs> oh, yeah, if, if we're going to France, Satan sounds about right. That actually would be wild if that was this person's last name. For real, though. Oh, so we're dealing with another doctor murderer? Mayhaps. Tonight, we're doing a crazy story. You probably haven't heard of this before. It's going back a little bit, but it's still gruesome. We're talking about Dr. Satan, and we're going to the beautiful Franz. I was going to say it all cool. Francois. That's stupid. <laughs> France. We're going to fucking Oh, Sydney may have heard of this. Didn't he do experiments uh, on people? Bum, bum, bum. I've never been to France. I see London. I see France. I see something in my pants. No, someone's underpants. That's how it's supposed to go. We're going to 21 Rue La Chiroir, Sueur. 21 Rue Le Sueur. Je m'appelle Jen. What are you guys doing right now? You just grab a drink. Grab some wine. We're going to France tonight. So grab a glass of wine and go with me. A glass of French wine, French apparently. Wine and take a break. We're going to be talking about Dr. Satan. This is a fantastic case. You probably haven't heard of this case ever. And I will say that Dr. Satan is a name of a Rob Zombie character on one of those movies. Like Devil's Rejects or something like that. But other than the name, I don't think there's any similarities. This guy was actually named Dr. Satan after this. And I don't know. Let's just get into it. It's a fantastic story. So tonight, if you're on live chat with us, we're at Google Earth right now. And oh, wait, this isn't right. This shit is round the fuck where's the where's the google flat earth <laughs> they should make that <laughs> it's called maps <laughs> maps <laughs> google flat earth that's africa uh, i bless the rains down in africa look at this shit spinning oh today was national i didn't know you could do that today is national earth rotation day is it really yeah Yesterday was National Spaghetti Day. Spinning and spinning. That's the first time I promoted uh, Nicole's podcast. Oh, thanks, John. So much kind of it's kind of making me dizzy, (laughs) and I didn't know you could do that. Twenty-one Rue La Chouer. Twenty-one Rue La Chouer. 
I can't read. 21 Rue Le Sur. Oh, shit. That's it. 21 Rue Le Sur. No, Sur. Rue Le Sur. <laughs> <laughs> Which basically, I'm right, because this shit is basically just a think, sewer. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, <laughs> just think rule the sewer. <laughs> rule the, I mean, it is a mansion. Let me, let me back up. But what is inside where we're going is basically a sewage. Oh. Okay, so this well, is... Well, it is trash day, it looks like. <laughs> Under construction. Could you imagine if you were in multiple shots when Google Earth drove by and they have, like, your image on multiple places? Well, they always blur out the faces, though. I know, but could you... Couldn't, like... like could Sometimes you, they don't. Sometimes it doesn't work. Can you uh, Google, Google my house and see if I'm outside? No, Jen. You only need to Google your house so everyone can see. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. All right, let's. I'm looking for address. Just look for the candy cane. One nine seven five, East Southwest Street. (laughs) After what happened, what I'm going to tell you what happened. They sort of demolished it all and then built apartments on it. Ah, so they're apartments now. Anyway, let's get out of this. So we're going to 21 Rue La Chaux, Paris. And Paris is in what country, Jen? France. Italy. Very good. <laughs> this is the actual place we're going to right here. Oh. So you see the two? Mm-hmm. So it's the double doors right there? Yeah. That, those were the green doors, were they not? I don't think they would take the whole doors out. Maybe yeah. they would. But that is the actual place. So that whole that whole section that you're seeing on your screen right now of 21 La de Salour. Rue de Sur. 21 Rue de Sur. That is owned by one man, Dr. Satan at the time. So what, if you look at this photo right here, when was this taken? The one on the right. 1920s to 1940s. I don't know why, but when you keep saying Dr. Satan, I automatically think of Dr. Evil. (laughs) All right, so tonight we're going to... The 6th of March, 1944. So what was happening in 1944 in Paris or in France in general, especially in Paris? In 1944? Yeah. Uh, the war. Occupied Which one? by Germans. World War II. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Hitler is still in power and France is completely occupied by the Germans. So this is going to be a little bit of a German story, a Nazi story, sort of. It's just in the same time period march 6 1944 is where we're going that mansion that you're seeing now that has recently been converted into flats is where we're going now the whole setup is the same so that whole row that entire row of houses were there also on the other street now this is a very wealthy section I don't know about now. I'm sure it is. I mean, look, you're right. You know, you're right in Paris. But back then, if you owned one of these, you were uber wealthy. You're damn. That shot has really got me. It does sneak up on you. Or maybe I haven't drank in a while. Anyway, all right. And the whole we week. really only drink once a week. So yeah, I you know, and I haven't been drinking either. Yeah, we save it all for this. Mm-hmm. So 21 Rue Le Chaux Street was owned by one man, Dr. Satan, as we're going to call him here in a little bit. But if you own this whole thing like he did, you automatically know that he is a very high wealth 
status status at that point and keep in mind the germans are occupying this right now so what what are the germans doing during the occupation as far as the gestapo what's like their mission the gestapo weren't they going around looking for jewish people yeah they were trying to find these like rat lines and underground escape networks that people were paying jews were paying to get out of france at the time if they i mean by this time i'm I'm sure most were already rounded up. Mm, yes. At this point. Yeah. So the 6th of March, 1944, that photo you're looking at right now, just imagine smoke barreling out of every crevice of that building through the stones that were, had little spaces in them through the grates there, through all the windows, the doors, of course, smoke. And I'm talking about black, sticky nasty sooty smoke that would just get on your skin have you ever like been around a house that it was engulfed in flames so the smoke kind of like gives you that kind of stickyish, you know kind of feeling or whatever well i guess you kind of feel that way after being at like a fire like a bonfire so it's very greasy very black very heavy all the neighbors are coughing and sneezing and saying, what is going on? They call the police. Now, who are the neighbors that of this? They're of the ultra wealthy class as well, right? They're also rich because if they're neighbors, they're living next to this place and they own their own mansions. So if you're like doing whatever you're doing, in fact, one neighbor I saw in a paper, her name is Andre Marqueas. She is the housewife of the neighbor that lives here, Dr. Satan, who is also called Marcel Petiot. Marcel Petiot. The 6th of March, 1944, Andre Marqueas, a housewife of the adjacent neighbor, 21 Rue Le Chour. His name is Marcel Petiot, also called Dr. Satan, but they didn't know this at the time. She calls police because of this black engulfing smoke that is just taking up the whole block. Now, this isn't the first time smoke has been coming from the apartment. It's actually been going on for a few months. And they actually thought, the neighbors, when they were interviewed about this, they thought he was like brewing illegal beer or something like that. So she calls police. Two uh, bicyclist police officers show up at the door because this is a real wealthy neighborhood. So they're not going to come in there sirens blazing they're just going to be nonchalantly on their bikes well don't you think that they would have bells ding 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 ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah maybe bells and flashlights or flashlights strobe lights yeah maybe I don't, I don't know what they had back then i don't know that's what i would call a rave officer rave officer <sighs> the two bicycle police knock on the door they get no answer at all. The two bicycle police show up. They're knocking on the door. No answer. Smoke's going everywhere. The thing is on fire. Their neighbors, which as you see, the houses are connected. They're like, do something. I don't care if he's not opening the door or not. Get in there and put the fire out because all my expensive wine and art and stuff like that is next door and it could go up as well. So they call the fire brigade one of the... One of the firemen break through that window you're seeing right there, breaks through the front window, goes inside. Everything's completely blackened out with smoke. It's been smoking for a while. Like I said, they were complaining of smoke for months, but it has never been this bad before. 
Now, the fireman, when he broke down the window, the first thing he sees, he sees an outline of something. He doesn't know what it is, but it looks like a body. That is why, or at least that's the calls he gave to enter the premises. That's what was on the official police report, that he saw an outline of something. Hey, it may be a body. We got to save whoever this is. Okay. Alas. All right. I think we're rolling now. just had to get some beer in me. You know what? I agree. It's fucking wine, man. It's not doing shit. That's why I don't drink wine. You used to you drink wine. drinking wine. I remember when I first moved in here, wine was more of your drink of choice. Yeah, because I was all horns. Oh, so that has dissipated? Is that <laughs> dissipated. what you're trying to say? Are you well, saying that now that you're married, you don't need it anymore? Now that I'm 40. You're not, you're 40. not 40. I'm going on 40. You're not no. 40 yet. I'm 40 where it counts. Ew. All right. Nicole, this is uh, this is from the Doctor of Death from the Daily News, the 2nd of December, if you want to read this. That's a good podcast. One of them emerged a few minutes later, leaned against a wall, and threw up. Another, Avia Bon... You got to say it right or you're off the podcast forever. Bonjourhin. Bonjourhin. Another, Avia Bonjourhin, followed to waiting police, said... Gentlemen, you'd better go and take a look in the basement. Gentlemen, you'd better take a look in the basement. I think you'll find plenty of interest to you. You just got to impersonate the crab Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Like, I've never seen your... that. What? What? Oh, my God. Y'all always just, what? You haven't seen that? Sebastian the crab is Jamaican. <laughs> Who am I thinking of then? I don't know. Oh, I'm thinking of the cook. The cook. Oh. I'm thinking of the scene in, when he's in oh. the kitchen and he's like, I will... You know, cook you or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of the Swedish chef from the Muppets. <laughs> All right, Jen, read that quote one more time. Gentlemen, you better go take a look in the, in the basement. I think you'll find plenty of interest to you. Completely dark. They finally bust down the door. Now, they notice something a little odd about this place. Okay, it is big. You saw the place, three stories. Don't be a pussy, Nicole. You got to match her. She's, I mean, she's already behind. <laughs> I mean, I'm large. also, I'm on antibiotics. So I'm oh my God. So I'm also, go. like, I'm, I'm a large human. So I'm also boofing, so. <laughs> boofing. I thought, yeah, you said you had the next episode you were going to boof. No, I said if y'all presented a challenge, then the loser would boof. Or the winner, if you like that sort of thing. It was completely dark, but smoke was everywhere. It was dark because... Of the smoke. It's light outside, but completely black and smoke. They noticed immediately, okay, yeah, it's three stories, you know, and I, I get one guy's living here, but, you know, if there was a family, maybe he bought it from a, a family with multiple people. So I, I can imagine they would need more than one stove, like a cooking stove. And this is like not like your Samsung stove that hooks up to the Wi Fi. This is, this does is, does your stove hook up to the Wi Fi? Yeah. No. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. You never see when you go on the Wi-Fi. I'll show you right now. It says range, Samsung range. It hooks up to the fucking Wi-Fi for some stupid reason. I think it's because I think you can turn the burners off remotely. Well, that's ridiculous. That's smart. Yeah, I think you can turn it <laughs> off like in case you want to check to see if you forgot to turn it off. That's amazing. I need that in my life. I mean, the other great thing is if you, as long as there's no pot on the thing, the, the, it will turn off the stovetop, which is nice. Uh, okay. It's a smart stove. <laughs> yeah, the in, it's the in, now you induction. Need, right. You need the the microwave uh, okay, to go okay, with it. Okay, 
look at this. This is the stove I'm talking about. Oh, that's like a pellet stove. <laughs> or the this same is kind stove. of stove that the Nazis were using. I'll put all these photos on talkmore.com, but this is this is actually the stove, one of the stoves out of many. It's like Sweeney that, Todd. That were in there. So if you want to describe the stove. It's a Sweeney Todd stove. It does not hook up to a landline, no. It is very small. Describe it for us. What is this? What are we looking at? A pellet stove. I don't know what a pellet okay, stove. Okay, I'll describe would it. Be. It's you don't know what a pellet stove is. I mean, it's it looks a lot bigger than that, though, doesn't it? Like this this stove we're looking at is like a cylinder. It has a very small opening. It's almost like a pizza stove. Oh if yeah, you will. oh yeah, I could see that. And actually. It, it has two openings. It kind of looks like a robot head. I thought the same thing. I thought that maybe we were doing like the man in the iron mask when you first saw because I saw this pop up on your screen. I was like, I'm not. Why supposed would to be I do that? This. Why would I do the man in the iron mask? Because I don't know. <laughs> It looks like something you could find in a concentration camp. Also Scuba Steve. So the police and the fire brigade at this point, at this point, Bender, the, at this point, yeah, it does look like Bender. This stove looks like Bender from uh, Futurama. Bite my shiny metal ass. At this point, not only are the bicycle cops there, but the whole fleet is there. So the because- ones on the horses because they got a big problem the firemen have vented everything out everything is all the smoke is being expelled which is good that means the house isn't going to burn down however there's three or four of these stoves in the house and they're all burning something when they open up the stove they really don't know what to expect so this is from the Daily News. It says, quote, by the dim light of the burning stove, police made out bits of bone and flesh scattered around a pile of twisted arms and legs, end quote. Twisted arms and legs were in this stove. Oh, no. They were all twisted up. Okay. Now, what do you guys think so far? So now that they they put all the fires out, they're opening up the stove. They find piles of flesh, piles of twisted body parts. This is a house of horror right here. One of the closets they opened up. This is what they find. This is what they found. If you want to read this. When the closets were opened, limbs, bones and skulls tumbled out, along with 30 pairs of women's shoes. Outside, a pit of quicklime was filled with fragments of more than a dozen decayed human bodies. So not only was it smoking, there was no like smell to the smoke. Like, oh, no, it was like it was. Yeah. The the human decay smell was one of the reasons that the the neighbors had called in the first place, because the smoke has always been there for a few months. There's just a. A constant fire burning. There's a constant fire. But they thought he was like brewing liquor from what I saw on the papers, like uh, uh, illegal liquor or something like oh, that. Oh, like they thought it was Got fermentation? It. Yeah, yeah. So the smell is probably pretty bad there. But this was a different story because on this day, the 6th of March, I believe it was, it was overkill. Mm. I mean, it was unbearable. I mean, you saw the house like up there that they had their own patio on the houses or whatever at the very top. So I can imagine them being up there on the balcony because we watched that one 
We watched that one show that's really good about Winston Churchill and the King of What's France. It called again? The Darkest Hour. I need to watch it. The it's King, great. You remember the King of France was on his top balcony just kind of looking over. So I can imagine that if you're at that sort of wealth level and you own this whole thing, you'll be at the very top just chilling out. So the smoke's going to go up there and get you. That'd be bad for anyone that was like trying to sunbathe. On I the top of their roof. I don't know if anyone's doing that in World War II. And you guys got oh, that's a good point. <laughs> There's well, like probably fuck. not much fun being had. Yeah, they're, they're also probably not really able to. Um, the Nazi uh, girlfriends and mistresses were Eva Braun. She was. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying in an occupied territory. There is no. a story that I want to do so bad. It's about the. The uh, the not are the the American women that pretended to be German sympathizers. They would go and and sleep with the Nazi soldiers and get intel and stuff like that. Oh. Pretty cool. Yeah, good for them. That's cool. Um, you know what? I never really thought of it bef- th- this way before today for some reason. But like the audacity to just go into a country and just assume that like just make everyone else. Your loyal subject? No, no like, all right, like stop. to go to go into the country, like, like for you were talking about the the Gestapo earlier, like to go into someone else's country and then take all of the people that you think are not worthy of living and just abduct them, and they don't even belong to you. So, like, go somewhere okay. else, go back I, home. I want to stop you and say we're not going to talk bad about America on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and when I paused, <laughs> when I paused for a second, I was like, <laughs> "That does sound familiar." I was like, "Maybe I shouldn't continue." But uh, I mean, <sighs> but I'm talking like modern era. Well, so the Nazis were actually controlled by the reptilians, so they're trying to clear out this place, and the whole area is now cordoned off. And the high-ranking French police force is there. And a man, a random man on a green bicycle. I got to make sure. blue bicycle? Make sure that I got the right description. A green bicycle. It wasn't a, it wasn't a blue bicycle. <sighs> nope. A man. Didn't match the tarp. That's, what I, that's why I was asking. I know, I know. A man with dark, piercing eyes. Rides up on his green bicycle, and he has a story to tell. He says, I know this looks bad. Now, keep in mind. (laughs) You never want to start a story out that way. Let me explain. (laughs) Just before you say anything, there is a reason for the bodies and the 30 pairs of women's shoes. I like variety when I like to walk around my house and try on other ladies' shoes. I wanted shoes. to see what it looked like to be taller. <laughs> okay, this man has a story to tell. He says, this looks, he says, I know this looks bad. Okay, there's a lot of bodies in there and fingers and all kinds of shit. Ew. But I'm. You the, have no idea how many times when I walk into a room and John's doing something and he says that exact same thing. <laughs> I know this looks bad, but <laughs> or it's not as bad as it looks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, he says I'm the brother of the man who owns this house here 
And he knew what was going on. On 21... I'm the evil twin. <laughs> the tw- non-evil twin of on the brother. Twenty. Well, when I say 21, you just say the Who whole thing. Who So, I'm the brother of the man that owns this establishment at 21. Rue And... There are a lot of bodies in here. I'll give you that. Yeah, there are a shit ton of bodies, uh, you know. But these bodies are all of Germans and are sympathizers of the German war machine. All of them. A lot of them are Gestapo. Now, when he's saying this, he's looking around because guess who's always everywhere in France in 1944? The Gestapo. The Gestapo. They're everywhere. That's why they call the secret police. And you gotta you gotta remember the police that were there, the fire brigade, they're all France. Nobody fucking wants the goddamn Germans in their fucking land, eating their bratswurts and they're taking our women. No one wants that. In this case, since they were in France, they were eating their baguettes and brie. <laughs> you know. Anyway, so let me finish this. So so you got to keep in mind that they all fucking hated the Germans, even though they all just basically like Belgium just said, oh, I quit before they, the Germans even got in there. But we'll talk about that later. They hated the Germans with a strong passion. So this guy, the brother says, I know it looks bad, but these are these are all Germans. They're some Gestapo. They're traitors. And in fact, they did find three Gestapo members are what they found were Gestapo body parts, at least in the stoves. So he's, and this is all done very quietly. He's not like German. These are all German. He's very quietly talking to the Lieutenant. In fact, it was so quiet that I even have the Lieutenant's name. His name was officer Joseph Tessier. So he's talking to Tessier and is like, listen, man, this, I want you to keep this on down low, but you know, I, my brother, he kind of runs this, Organization, the secret organization. And He's a member of the Resistance. Yeah, the La Resistance. The brother says in a very quiet tone, quote, I'm the head of a resistance group struggling to liberate France from the black boot of the Gestapo, end quote. Hmm. My head and I don't have the quote for you to read. Compelling. I mean, he says, quote, my head and the heads of many of my friends are at stake in quote. So now. But you know what? All of this is spoken in French. So now. You, have you ever thought of that? Yes. What? <laughs> because it's in France. So like he's saying this, but this is just a translation of what he said. The French police officer, Tressier, is sick of living under the German flag. So he lets this. He lets this man go, this man with piercing black eyes. He lets him just, tink, tink. or how does he make a bell sound? Bling, 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 bling. Wee, oui, wee. Oui. He just goes away. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> if you want to read this. Is it a quote? Damn it, Jen. Nicole reads. But I got, I got the quotes. You, you got the, I'll give you the quotes. Don't worry, Jen. As gagging officers were picking through the house of horrors, a well-dressed man with piercing black eyes pedaled up on a green bicycle and said he was the brother of the owner of the house. He accompanied police to the basement. You know what that means? He either had very dilated pupils or he had like googly eyes. Or he just had very dark colored eyes. Well, yeah, but I mean, (laughs) 
Now, now here's the thing. This officer, this officer of the French police just let a serial killer go. One of the worst serial killers in France's history right away with his piercing, piercing black eyes on his green bicycle. Oh, so it wasn't the brother. It was the actual guy. Yeah, that was the actual there guy. There is no brother. <laughs> I, would, no brother. I would assume there is no brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's his evil twin. Every oh. time the police show up here, I'm like, ah, oh, what did my brother do again? <laughs> my twin brother. <laughs> That rascal. <laughs> he's a scallion. He's, he's Michael John. And you're John Michael. In the house, 47 suitcases were found, 1,700 articles of clothing, jewelry, fur coats, shoes, eyeglasses, and all the items were actually getting ready to or have already been shipped from that location to another location. So... Never right. go to a second location. All right, let's go down in the basement, Nikwiz. I, I loved, always loved the way, by the way, if, since you like to call me Nikwiz, um, the way my Pepe, my grandfather, and Meme, my grandmother, they were um, French, they would pronounce my name Nicole. Nicole. Nicola. Yeah, Nicole. <laughs> Nicola. <laughs> and when I lived in Nicola. Yeah. And when I lived in Belgium, that's how everybody like pronounced my yeah. name. <laughs> Nicola. <When I> <laughs> 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 what the fuck? When I was in elementary was school. Was that like a cough drop or something? Yeah, it is. When, yes, it is. When oh, I was in shit. um when I was in elementary school, we had a couple of elderly People that volunteered mm. and um, we always called them Meme and Pepe. Oh, and they were so sweet. Yeah, Meme and Pepe. Yeah. And and when I yeah when I lived in Belgium, they everyone would pronounce my name Nicole, not Nicole. Nicole. And I like that actually more. I, I feel like that should just be a thing. Okay, I need to before we go any further. I need to preface the episode with the book we're reading from tonight is by Ryan Green. We've read a lot of his books before. Yes. Mm -hmm. He is the I like his books. They're they're usually pretty short compared to the other authors, but he takes a lot of creative liberties. <laughs> but we love his. Books. I mean, it's directionally accurate. So he he makes he makes he writes books for like the modern person. Doesn't want to read a five hundred fucking page book on this shit you know see like for me if you can give me a like a five page book i would read it but like i just like well, just I listen to crime finished, i still oh. haven't <laughs> finished untamed no oh girl i know i'm really bad i need to start reading more. i mean at least each chapter is like five pages so that's just that's read one perk. just read one word a day jen <laughs> the smoke made it impossible to see anything in the house until the policemen were tripping over it Heading up the stairs, one officer tripped over a sack that had been left there lying casually, and a whole human head came tumbling out of it to bounce down to the entrance hall. Oh my god. Could you Can imagine? Can you imagine the head coming down? <laughs> it's like the haunted mansion. Would you kick it? Heads? I would probably kick it. Itch. <laughs> Just a reflex. Kick it. No, I would run away screaming, probably. <laughs> But you would kick, I would kick it on it. Uh, no, you wouldn't. No, influx. not if it was a human. And well, would you just reflex, let it hit it, your shin? You kick it, or you could do what Kemper did: pick it up and bangs it. No, he did that to his mom's head. Never mind. Yeah, gross. Okay. <laughs> 
I've also been saying Baines a lot. Oh, poor, yeah. poor Stella. Oh, you know what nickname we've we've come up with? Um, oh yeah, yeah, let's get on. Down, That's good though. Down in the basement, the furnaces were all going strong. A pit was filled with quick lime and human decay. Beside it, another pit. Quote: A fresh pit had been dug. Dug. Damn it. Quote, a fresh pit had been dug and helped. Oh, God. What is wrong with me? You can uh, do it. Quote, a fresh pit had been dug and heaped with bodies. The quick lime all made up and ready to be poured over it. End quote. Gross. Upstairs, there were several dresser drawers upstairs. Opening every one of them were filled with gold rings, many of which still had fingers attached. Apparently, when you can't just pull off a ring, you just cut the finger off. There were also gold teeth. Many of those had signs of blood and gum fragments still stuck to them. Okay. Leading towards the kitchen area, there was a closet. At the end of the room closet to the kitchen, there was a heap of butchered bodies waiting to be transferred to the fires in the pits. This was not mere murder. This was a methodical processing of corpses. The sheer number of the dead was so overwhelming. There were so few whole bodies within the entire building. It's for, it's like just as methodical as the Nazis themselves, you know, because that's how they would have room, you know, shoes, luggage, gold teeth, and yeah. you know, jewelry and stuff like that, like in piles. And that's, right, that's bef- exactly what they did. Before we go any further... Because I need to know whether to approach this now. What do you? Th- who is this guy's? Who is this guy killing? He's a French guy, a doctor. The French hate the mother freaking Germans. Who is this guy killing? Anyone I- he could. Your delay has told me not to approach that yet. Well, I was going to say that he said he was killing the Germans, but I think that he was just killing the French. This is one of the stoves right here. Now, I know this is kind of grainy, black and white. It is 1944, but... Actually, that, I think he's killing Jewish people as who? That ash there, you see, if you're on live oh, chat... White. If you're on live chat, you can see that. That ash that covers the floor. The floor... This is a mansion of a very wealthy socialite. The floors are not caked in gr- ashy, greasy... Sooty, is the grease substance. from human fat? Yes, this is the fat, Ugh. the the human flesh that has went through here. Hundreds, perhaps, of bodies being decapit, being uh, cut up, put in these little stoves. I mean, look how small the stoves are. A lot of the bodies, the quote, as we'll get to the the quote leftovers that can't be pushed in this little ass stove will be deposited elsewhere, but this is the stuff that he could burn, and that is all over the floor. So what you're seeing on the floor, what you're seeing is the remains of the humans that were in the oven. Some of the bodies were found here. This is in the middle. This is the courtyard. So you can see how wealthy this guy is. I mean, this he owns this whole courtyard area. If you have a courtyard in your house, then fuck you, man. I want to be where you are. Are. Because you're rich. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
John's rubbing his hands <laughs> <laughs> maniacally together. <laughs> Podcasting is not the way to go. Fuck. <laughs> From ne- what we figured out. <laughs> Neither is education. It's okay. <laughs> but I'm kind of stuck now. Fuck. <laughs> but we like what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It pays the... Uh, <laughs> it pays one of my bills. Uh, it pays those car payments. Yeah, it pays for the beer. All right. So this is the courtyard right here. Now, what is in the middle picture there? People. People. No, with there's only people. Tied behind people. 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 <laughs> with their hands tied behind their backs. Who? Look at those people right there. They have their hands behind oh, their backs. I thought backs. we were talking about oh, the second no. picture, which is Jen- a peephole. <laughs> Oh, no. I was talking about the first picture in the courtyard. I don't think those have their hands with tied behind their but back. But look, they, yeah, they have their hands behind it their back. It does look like some weird cult. So there was a pit there just out in the open. He didn't even dig it. And you see, look in the courtyard. You see the uh, the actual stone there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't even He didn't even, cobblestone. He didn't even dig that up. He just like heaps of bodies right there. This Did was... This was a a murder farm. This was a a what? M- a murder wholesale. Murder farm, kind of like her Baumeister, but in yeah, France yeah, yeah. in the nineteen forties. Now, in the picture in the center, I'll put all these photos on talkmore.com. This is a guy, a French police guy, looking through a peephole. And to you the were right, right, too, we're both right. I know. And to the to the right is the a telescopic lens that was installed in this peephole. Now this peephole was outside of a room that was very small. It was the shape of a triangle. And this room, if you go in this room, you're not coming out. It's very tiny, and it does not have a doorknob on the inside, and it locks from the outside. That's well, like today when I went to look out the but, peephole in my front door and I couldn't see anything because my Christmas wreath was still up. And then after it was AT&T trying to sell me stuff. And then immediately after I was like, I need to take my Christmas decorations down so it's I can see. Time. I took the tree out. I still have to take the wreath down, but I took the All lights right. off the house and everything. All right. So let's let's move on. Let's look at this guy with the piercing black eyes. Let's see how sexy he is. Don't tell me. I mean, I'm already wine drunk. That's he is kind of sexy and make you horns. Uh, He kind of looks like a young Andy Garcia. Who's Andy Garcia? He's in. um, I know. I know the name. um, He's in the Oceans movie movies. He's the casino owner owner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He does. Does Yeah. Yeah. He does. I don't know this man. He's got. You don't know who Andy Garcia? Yeah. He's um, Ocean's Eleven. He's the guy that was. You've um, never seen Ocean's Eleven. Why are you guys shocked when I say I haven't seen a movie? We all know I'm cinematically deprived. Those are such great movies. I saw Ocean's Eight with the ladies. Oh, Ocean's Eleven is so good. Oh my God, George Clooney is such a bore. Okay, well, Brad Pitt's in it, and so is Matt Damon. So I yeah, used to well, have I a would, huge crush on Matt, Matt Damon. Who, if, if both of them saying. come in the room right now, butt naked with their wieners hanging out, and you had to choose one, who, who? would you choose? Between. Oh, that was so sweet. You choose me? Oh, yeah. I'm totally going Brad Pitt. 
But you can watch me bone. Wait, pitty. between between Brad Pitt and Matt Damon, you can watch me put my bone in the pit. You <laughs> bone in the pit. <laughs> nope. I would still choose Matt Damon. I think. No, I Matt Damon is supposed to be a really nice person, but and he's from Boston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Brad Pitt, oh. un- fucking what's that movie? Snatch with his fucking eight pack or whatever. But he looks gross now with his long hair and goatee. Who cares? And he's he's I can't, banging. That's what uh, just says Brad. He's banging. What's his what's her name? The Tomb Raider chick. No, he's not. They, they got divorced. They got divorced. Yeah, it's like three oh. years ago. Oh fuck! So she's a vase. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think maybe uh, do you I'm think just he's kidding. Get together with Jennifer Aniston again or no? That was a rumor. Hey, can you can you hear my plug? That, wasn't that a rumor from also three years ago? I don't. I don't remember. I don't know. Jennifer Aniston looks like she's thirty. But she's yeah, not. she's like fifty because she's Greek. Hmm. She is. Aniston is a stage name. It's an it's an abbreviation of her actual name. Really, it I did is. not know that. Mm-hmm. All right, tonight we are talking about Doctor Death. This is going to be a two parter series. Part two is going to be out on Thursday. However, in the middle on Wednesday, so a day after you hear this one, if you're listening on Tuesday, I wanted to ask the question of. Well, so I wanted this guy, as you'll see, his punishment is execution by guillotine. And we only covered one other guillotine story, which was the Peter Curtin story. Remember? Oh, yeah. His head yeah, got yeah. chopped off. That and was it, a Christmas story that we did, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's the only one we, we, we the covered. The Vampire of Dusseldorf? So I wanted to, I wanted to research that, like... What is it going to be like to get your head cut off by a guillotine? And apparently it was invented to be the safest or not the safest, but it was invented to be the the most humane, humane way. But is it? So I started researching it and I wanted to ask a question. How long do you actually live after your head is cut off by a guillotine? And it might surprise you. And it might really question the fact that it may not be humane at all. It may be extremely cruel, the guillotine. I mean, it's certainly gruesome. As a punishment, because you may actually still be alive for a certain period of time. Anyway, the whole episode that I'm going to put out on Wednesday is going to be about that question Specifically, how long will I survive a guillotine? And we're going to go through some famous cases, including Marie Antoinette, Antoinette mm-hmm. during the French Revolution. Let them eat cake. She so the French Revolution was huge into this uh, guillotine stuff. They were testing how long it would take for a human body to finally die after the head's been cut off. In the next episode, however, we're going to talk about. The other side of when he kills these people in mass, and we're going to start with this guy. His name is Dreyfus, Yvonne Dreyfus. Tell Dreyfus? me about this guy, Nicole. He looks like a turtle. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm, does mm-hmm. look like a turtle. Yep. Uh, round glasses, balding head, um, larger but wider nose. Um, Large lips. Uh, I would say maybe 40 years old. All right. We're going to start with this. And this is going to be kind of a cliffhanger. And I'm sorry. Stop with this, you mean? We're going to stop with this and start with this next episode. But this is Yvonne Dreyfus. He is an extremely wealthy French Jew. 1944. What would a French Jew 
come to see Marcel Petiot for? 1944, what'd you say? It's a little too late now to be getting the fuck out, right? Mm-hmm. Einstein yeah. got out in like 1938 or whatever. If you're still there as a Jew... It's amazing that they are still in France but, at that point. But, but, what did I say? Go back and look at these people. Most people They're during wealthy. most people during this time period wouldn't even have uh, photos of themselves, you know, like this. Right. Most of the people were extremely wealthy. Mm-hmm. He funneled them from his shop in Paris to the mansion that he rented or that he owned. Actually, the twenty one. Rude, rude, and then he would kill him. So he was probably looking for a new identity or like a way out. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that, but let me tell you how this happens. He, this guy, Yvonne Dreyfus, extremely wealthy French Jew. As Hitler approached, because this is World War II now. Right? This is 44. Correct. Well, I mean, the war's almost over. The war started in 39. Exactly. Yes, but it's still during exactly. the war. Exactly. But now he's already, Hitler is occupying France at this point. Oh, they've been occupied for For the last for four years. years. I know. But as an extremely wealthy individual, you have liberties to try to wait it out. It's amazing that he because was you can able pay to. Because you can so. pay off the Gestapo and stuff like that. Mm. Okay. That's, I mean, you like, never it's been, amazing. You've never been wealthy, but... True. So this guy... I, I know mean, it's, you're better off than I am, but, you know. Yvonne Dreyfus, extremely wealthy French Jew. As Hitler was approaching, he needed to get out of Paris. Luckily, he knows a guy. Going on to episode two, we're going to talk about the older Marcel Petio. Mm. Okay, the more... Uh, from one from what one paper described it, which will sum up the whole case... A, quote, for-profit holocaust, end quote. Wow. <laughs> profit Wow. I don't like that. I mean, essentially, the holocaust was also for-profit, I would say. Holy shit. It was a labor camp and a death camp, and they did the same exact thing that this guy did. <laughs> this guy is, is a fucking piece He's, of trash. So what that says to me is he is no better than a Nazi. Anyway, this guy comes up, he shows... This guy, Dreyfus, shows up. I need to get out of I need to get out of Paris right now. I heard you're the guy. And as we'll talk about, Marcel has just been eight months locked up in a Gestapo torture camp. So he's definitely the guy. Trustworthy guy. Okay, I know you're the guy. I need you to get me out right now. Okay, okay, sir. Okay. I can get you out. Did you bring all your stuff? Because you're not gonna need it. You're never coming back here. I'm sending you to Argentina where Jews are safe. Okay. Yes, I have my suitcase, one of the one of 48 suitcases found at the house, all with expensive fur coats. I mean, fur fucking coats, right? Fur coats and everything else. Yes, I have everything here. I'll pay whatever. Okay. Now, these little uh, operations, these underground escape routes were very prevalent, and that's the main reason the Gestapo was snooping around trying to find out these things. And the reason Marcel Petio would be very famous in a good way, if it wasn't for this, is because he headed the largest escape network in France at the time. However, his escape network was different. They weren't actually escaping. They were just getting chopped up, right? So, <laughs> that's kind of fucked. So, he anyway, was getting this guy, paid and getting rid of them. 
Anyway, this guy, Dreyfus, he goes into the uh, the office, and this is the conversation they have. With just a glance, Marcel made his diagnosis of Yvonne's situation and swiftly ushered, ushered him inside. I must get out of France, the man told the doctor. They already mocked me. I must escape. There are so many preparations that we must make before I take you this to is the, the doctor. Tunnel. The doctor says this. There are healthy concerns that I must make you aware of. The viruses and the bacteria in Bolivia are not the same as those here. The viruses and bacteria in Bolivia are not the same as those here. You shall require vaccination to ensure your safety. So he says, lined Austrian accent, but it's sorry. Good. So good. Sorry. So, so good. So Marcel is telling Dreyfus, okay, I got to get you out right now, but calm down. There are some health precautions. The viruses over in Bolivia, which he meant to say Argentina, but he's not. Well, sent- it could have been like, he's you're, not, go- you're going through, through yeah. Bolivia to Argentina. He, whatever tunnel system. Anyway, I need you to lift up your shirt because I'm going to give you this vaccine for the fuck whatever. Who cares? Because you're going to die anyway. You need the appropriate inoculations because the yeah. vac the the viruses are different in South America. Exactly, Whoa, it malaria like COVID and kind of yeah the RFID chip. And as as the syringe goes into Dreyfus's arm, he is saying, "Oh, thank you, doctor. You you have no idea how how." How good you are to the resistance of France. You you are you're so good. You're so good. Thank you so much. And Wow, as, that was pretty good, except it almost uh, was Swedish a little bit. But and it's pretty he, good. And as he's saying this, his arm's starting to go numb. Uh, doctor, doctor. And he can't get his attention because the doctor's actually turned his back on him. And but he, the doctor he sees, knows. Well, the doctor Marcel is actually wait, is he going through my my pockets of my jacket? Anyway this guy Dreyfus, his arm's going numb. Doctor, doctor, my arm's going numb. He falls on the floor. He's gasping. (gasps) His last dying breaths. He's gasping. He's gasping, gasping. And he's about to take his last breath. And then he sees the doctor bend down in front of him and pull out a medical bag, a brown leather medical bag. And he puts his hand in. He's trying to, Dreyfus is trying to, doctor, please help me. Something went wrong. He's trying to get the doctor's attention, and then he sees the doctor put his hand in the medical bag, and then this is what he thinks. Oh my God, the man thought as he desperately gasped his dying breath. Is that a hacksaw? Oh. So, that's where I'm going to end episode one. But are we going to continue, though? or Because we're going to... Well, that's usually what episode twos do. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me a frickin' bonus here. <laughs> oh, I haven't laughed that hard since I was a little girl. Thank you.